everyone. Welcome to the last episode of Eclipse. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And we're both squirrels or really any kind of woodland creature or bugs again, waiting to watch this bone zone go down in the meadow. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. How's it been the past couple of weeks? We've been off a week. You know, it's been pretty good. My roommate moved out. Um, so I have the house to myself for a month, which I am honestly really digging. I'm filming in the living room right now with a squishmallow in the background. So I know the viewers or the listeners can't see it, but Emily, you can enjoy. Yeah, it's a big one too. I have to admit, I do like, I do like the vibes of you in the living room, but it's a little bit bittersweet for me because I have recorded in like 10 different places for this podcast, deadass, and you have always been on your bedroom floor always the whole time so it's an end of an era it also started in the in a different bedroom but still on the bedroom floor wait what bedroom were you in originally uh the smaller bedroom because my old roommate millie had the big bedroom if you recall when danny did his guest star appearance that was in the old bedroom but then Millie moved out and I took the big bedroom so now I'm I film from the big bedroom okay well then it doesn't matter but I'm not nostalgic at all because I thought you had literally been in the same spot on your floor now it doesn't matter and plus you're probably gonna have to go back to your room when you your other roommate moves in right yes yes she also is a very big Twilight fan and she was around she worked at Chipotle when we started the podcast and she always wanted to hear updates on it so I'm sure she'll be very excited to be in the same house as the podcast yeah yeah the few people in my life well not even few I've told a fair number of people that I mean I post about it on my social media but anyways a few people have done that like semi-condescending thing of like, how's your little podcast going? And I'm like, actually, we're on episode 75, motherfucker. So I don't want to fucking hear it. Actually, we have tens, if not 75s of fans out there who have done artwork for us, who want to hang out with us, who literally listen to us on a weekly basis, who tweet at us. So yeah, it's going well, boinch. Boinch. I thought you were gonna say dozens, if not baker's dozens of listeners. <laughs> that would have definitely been better. I was trying to think of how many uh followers we have on Instagram, and I think it's like 78 or something like that. I didn't even know that. Thanks for knowing that. I run three Instagram accounts, okay? I can't be bothered. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a corrections corner. Um it's super it's not even a corrections corner because you corrected me immediately. But I, it's a follow-up to a corrections corner that happened live. So if you recall, a couple episodes ago, I thought it was um, Pride Month, but it's actually Asian history, her- Asian heritage, Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. There we go. I wanted to get all the letters. And I was like, well, I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for for Pride. I just figured it was Pride Month. Well, one... The reason that I was getting a bunch of advertisements for Pride Month is just because I was looking up a bunch of gay stuff. I was looking up Pride flags to to get for my house, and then my cookies were like, this girl is bisexual. We're going to advertise that <laughs> towards her. So that's why I was getting all that. So just, just a follow-up for everyone. And I have also now been seeing 
a bunch of stuff just like on different streaming services they there's different advertisements for um asian island pacific heritage month so i spoke too soon and moral of the story is my cookies are listening and watching me <laughs> i love that follow-up thank you for um looping us all in on that i mean it, it's going to be june like next week so we're pretty close um, I didn't tell Paige I was going to do this, but I feel compelled to just spend a few seconds on what happened when we're recording. It happened in Texas today. Um, yet another fucking school shooting. This time, 14 children. Children are dead. Again. And, I mean, all I have to say, really, I mean, there's nothing I can say that's, like, not dumb bitch juice, but it's, like, this stuff happens at the local level, like gun access is very much a state issue. And it's, there are states such as Colorado that can make it significantly harder to get a gun. Obviously Colorado has its own issues um, with two very famous shootings here. I would say it's improved since then, the situation, but it's like people always talk about the importance of voting, and I think that people always think that means the president. I I personally have, like, come to, like, what's the word? Like, kind of, like, come to terms with the fact that, like, I will never be able to pick the president I actually want because that's just not how the establishment works. But something that we can have, like, a major influence on is who is in our local and state government. And that's really important. So... I'm speaking, obviously, directly to our United States listeners, because we're the only fucking country that has to deal with this shit. So just organize locally, and that's all. That's all I have to say. I just felt like I like we needed to say something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's so, so much benefit to even just voting in your state elections or not state I'm sorry your city elections and just city council and stuff like that like I remember well, I think it was last November was at least Fort Collins it may have been other places but um city voting and I remember looking up all of you know the candidates and a lot of the ones that I voted for were ones that specifically said something that I'm pushing for is making sure that schools keep up the mask mandate you know it shouldn't just be dependent on what families want like we have to protect everyone in our community and that starts at the school level and those people got elected and Colorado's numbers went down after that. And I know obviously there were other things in play, but I really felt like, you know, electing officials that stand for something important like that can make a difference in people's health and wellness. So just, you know, whatever you can on a political level, even if it's just city voting, it, it can make a positive impact on people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Paige. There's no good way to transition out of this, so I'm just going to kick it over to you for a recommendations corner if you've got something lined up. So I partook in this today. It's one of my favorite snacks, and it's just a classic. It is plain, but with a little flair to it because I love spicy food. So it's literally just tortilla chips with Cholula on them. I would I used to eat that snack every day from like sophomore year to senior year of high school after school I would get home I'd bring the bag of 
tortilla chips to my room, I'd get the jar of Cholula because literally no one else in my family likes spicy food. So I was the only one eating the Cholula. So I just kept it in my room and I just ate it all the time. And I had some tortilla chips and Cholula today and it was a Costco sized Cholula. So I could put as much Cholula as I wanted on there. And if you want a little extra little fun pizzazz to just, you know, like elevate the dish a little bit more, get a little cream cheese on there. A little Cholula, a little cream cheese, a little chip. Super good. I love that. I am thinking about, do you ever just think about like all the weird shit you used to eat when you came home from school? Mine was two chocolate chip chewy granola bars and a plate of cheese puffs. That was my after middle school snack before dinner. Girly girl, that's not even as bad as mine. You ready for this? Yes, yes, yes. I was a latchkey kid, so it was always me and my sister home alone with no supervision from like, I think they waited until she was like 11 or 12, so I would have been um, seven or eight. But anyways, in middle school, I got into this habit. This is lovely. I would literally cook 10 to 15 chicken wings, eat them all, and then eat dinner. That's a good snack. That is a growing woman snack. It's so gross to think about now. And my parents enabled it. Like, my mom would buy me more chicken wings. It was fucking insane. Anyways, we don't talk to each other about our recommendations beforehand, but I also have a food recommendation, and it is, let me put you on, Italian sausage. Literally, you don't need spices. It's pre-spiced you just put it in the pan it comes in a weird tube you just cut it in half like cookie dough and you just fucking put it in the pan that's literally all it takes this might make me seem stupid do you not cook it with the casing on it's like plastic hmm I've been getting, like, I get turkey Italian sausage, and I just cook the whole thing. Like in the oven? Yeah. I thought it was like a hot dog type thing. I think we're talking about two different things. Let me just, okay, I'm going to pull up King Supers and show you the one that I buy, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But it's literally plastic. Like, I think it would light on fire. In a tube. It's like, is it ground? Yeah. I'm okay so I like get like legitimate like sausage like links oh I see what you're saying (laughs) this whole time I thought you were saying you just fucking put the plastic in the oven and I'm like how does it not light on fire Paige you gotta go to the doctor (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no I'm not I'm not dignified enough to like buy sausage links and cut them up that's too much work I just wanted to eat, I just wanted to try something new, and it ended up being pretty good. So I guess my second recommendation corner is turkey sausage in the link form. All right. But I'm telling you, try that ground. It's easier. Oh, yeah. I have some ground turkey meat in the freezer right now. I was going to make it for dinner, but then I thought, "Mm, I kind of want to make fried rice instead. So that's what I'm going to have for dinner. Okay, but not ground turkey. That shit is tasteless. You got to season the shit out of it. Ground Italian sausage. I am telling you, you can get hot or you can get sweet. I know you. You would like hot. I would. I know I would. Paige likes it hot. 
pass it on. Tell your dads. And your moms. <laughs> Alright, we finished Eclipse. What do you think of this fucking wrap-up? I forgot how much of a bummer it was. Sorry, I'm, I'm not my opinion time, your opinion time. I am pissed off for every teenager that bought this book and that's how it ended. I would be so I would be like sweating from the heat of the buildup and then I would be screaming from the feeling of being let down. Edward is there with his ice cold peepee and Bella says no. I'm genuinely shocked. I I mean I'm not I'm not completely shocked. It it doesn't seem that surprising that there would be a cliff cliffhanger esque or like a you know a build up to like but you know let's wait let's wait let's do this right so I wasn't surprised I'm a little I guess I see where Bella's coming from but I I kind of just thought that she would have more resolution on you know feeling apprehensive about the whole marriage thing and for her to just kind of like give in like that I you know Bella to me seems like someone who is stubborn and sticks to her guns on things that she really stands for and so I'm just I'm a little surprised that she fully gives in like that and you know at I guess is she 19 now at this point 18 okay um that she's she's ready for that but you know I guess we'll see what Breaking Dawn holds the final chapter from Jacob's perspective don't I don't I don't really know what's going on in that like is he just like running away from his responsibilities I don't is he just gonna be gone like I what I'm picturing is that Breaking Dawn is gonna start and they haven't heard from Jacob in seven years or something like that but I will say that when I started the chapter I read the very because it starts on the right hand side so to get to page two you have to flip the page so I started the first page I read up into the second page and then I had to stop for a reason I don't remember put the bookmark in I came back like 20 minutes later and then I kept reading and I forgot that it took it was taking place from Jacob's perspective and the whole book when it's saying I has been Bella so for the first like that or the next three pages I was like what the fuck is going on why does Bella not like Leah so much I genuinely don't understand why she's being this is so unlike her why is she even there they haven't even explained why she's there and then when I realized what was going on and that I had completely forgotten it said Jacob Black at the beginning I felt really stupid is that the end (laughs) that's it (laughs) I want to go back and comment on something you said um, about Bella and her giving in and being stubborn. I think she is really stubborn. I think, however, that her need to please everyone and put everyone else above herself superseded that because she sees this marriage as like giving Charlie and Renee an ending. You're right. You're 100% right. She is a textbook people pleaser. And this, you know... In the end, she's going to get what she wants. And so if if she was going to leave them hanging, so to speak, and with no, no conclusion as to what's going on in her life, you know, she would she would feel guilty about that for literally eternity. So I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, we're not even there yet, but I do got to say, because it's already on my mind, that whole thing where she was like, they may not know where I am, but at least they'll know we're together and that I'm happy. I'm like, they'll probably think you're dead, bro. Like, what? Do they think you're just going to cut them off and never speak to them again? Like, it's weird. Also, I still feel like Charlie doesn't really like Edward that much. So if you just disappear with your now husband, who he already didn't like, this man is a police officer. Would Do you not think that he would, like, try and solve the case? You know, like, I don't know. Charlie, of the two parents, Charlie would be the one to be like, well, I need to know what's going on with Bella. You know, I'm I'm worried and I haven't heard anything. And he has the means to, like, investigate. So to me, it's like, I think I think you're I think you're giving them too much credit or not enough credit, I guess. Like, I think that they're going to be a little worried. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see how everything shakes out. Um, I have a question right off the top. Tell me, I want you to tell me if I'm being mean. Is this too much, the crying? I feel like it might be too much. Am I just being a bitch? I mean, I would say no. She did make a point to be like, I'm not crying anymore. I cannot give... I cannot let Edward see me shed any more tears over Jacob Black. And it's like, girly, it took 800 pages to get here. There was a lot of crying before this. My thing is like, cry on the way home, cry a little in your bed. That's fine. I get it. Crying through the whole night with like sobs that are scaring your boyfriend (laughs) is distressing to me. Scaring your boyfriend who just decapitated someone the day before. (laughs) I'm not trying to, like, hate on her or say that she isn't allowed to be upset. I just, as someone who cries about four tears and then is done, I just, I can't relate. That's my point is I can't relate. Also, thinking of all the Virgos I know in my life, it doesn't really seem realistic to me. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's really the first, like, six pages, so I'm just going to skip right by that. <laughs> um, on page... Oh, okay. At the end of all of it, Edward's like, are you sure you made the right decision? And Bella's like, well, you weren't there in New Moon when I literally went into a catatonic state and refused to eat and sleep when you broke up with me. Therefore, this is not as bad. Yeah, you weren't there when Boney Vare and St. Vincent were singing singing all of those those feelings about Rosalind. Technically in the movie he is there. It's when he's breaking up with her. Let me have this. Okay. 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 I will. Um, they do this corny ass thing where they quote Wuthering Heights. Once again, I don't care about Wuthering Heights. I was gonna say I'm I'm glad that you kind of just skipped over it. I was gonna read that whole passage and then conclude it by saying, I just gotta say, I'm pulling up a nerd alert here. Both of these people are nerds. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm a nerd too. I've definitely quoted books to be romantic, but they weren't shitty ass books. 
they weren't shitty ass books. And like, I feel like there would be points where maybe I would quote, like, you know, I found this passage and I think it really fits with this situation and I say it. And then the person who I've said it to is like, oh my gosh, that's really sweet. They don't be like, et tu brutes, dona nobis pacem, like, and say, <laughs> say like the, the next quote or just another quote from the book. Like, it's a double-handed nerd alert. Yeah, I agree. That's true. What the fuck does that mean, what you just said? It's from the Catholic Mass. Um, Agnus Dei Quitoles Peccatamudi Dona Dona Nobis Pacem. Bitch, how do you know that? I go to Catholic Mass like four times a week now, thanks to my job. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Also... I've been Catholic my whole life, or I was raised Catholic. So I went to mass quite a few times. And my, uh, the church that my family went to did the Latin a lot of the times. So I'm very familiar with the Latin um, phrasing, I guess. Yeah, my church like never did. So I had no fucking clue. It sounded a little Jesus-y, but I wasn't sure. Um, Okay, so then at the end of all of that... Bella says, we're going to go see Alice. And it's very obvious when they get there that Paige was right. You were right about this. That Didn't you say, like, she was going to let Alice play in the wedding or something? I think so. It just, to me, like, doesn't seem like something Bella would want to do. Edward probably will want to dip his toes in just because he has a flair for the, the dramatic. But, like, of anyone in this fucking book, yeah, Alice would want to do that. Yeah, and honestly, I'm kind of happy for her. I personally love when I get out a project that I like is something I like to do. So, like, when people ask me to create a workout plan for them, I am down to clown. So this is, like, kind of Alice's version of that. At one point a couple years ago, I posted about all of the mix CDs I made for people. Like, I opened up my old iTunes account and saw, like, just every single playlist I had made for someone and I posted about it on my Snapchat and two different people Snapchatted me saying they wanted one and I literally mailed them out of state to those people and it made me feel like, yeah, I'm really good at this. I I listen to each song and I, I lay them out in a format that ebbs and flows with rhythm, if you will. So it made me feel very good about myself too. Okay, I just want to say I must have missed that Snapchat because I would have been number three. I want one. I'll have to I'll have to go into my music library. TBH, I'm not as into music as I was when I was in that phase of my life. So that was my music bitch phase. That is fair. Lucky for you. I haven't listened to any new music since 2016, so it's perfect. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm literally, my top songs right now are Rosalind and Trojans by Atlas Genius, which was also one of my favorite songs in high school. That's really funny. I do listen to some new music, but by and large, I'm a throwback girl. Same. Um, there's this whole thing about the wedding dress. Alice ends up showing it to her. I didn't really get the whole thing where... Like, at first I was like, did was it designed in 1918? And then I was like, no, maybe they just, like, that's because that's not possible, right? So then she must have just told him to, like, emulate the year 1918. 
I agree with you. In my brain, I kind of thought it was like a vintage dress that was reworked because Bella immediately recognizes the style as, oh, this is like an old dress, you know? So clearly it had to have some sort of old vibes to it. Yeah, it is pretty in the movie what they picked. I don't know if it's like vintage Well, I don't know enough about I'm not like really into fashion. I will repeat again a tweet I have already stated on this podcast. The fashion world intrigues me, but I have enough on my plate. Yeah, I know what my mom wore, but that's about it. I don't even know that, girly. Um, Bella asks Alice to be her maid of honor, which I thought was sweet. Yeah, I mean, who else would it be? I'm, <laughs> Angela, maybe? Maybe, but again, we've reached the point in this book where you forget that Bella was in high school. And in both books, you reach, or I guess in all three books, at all four? No, on all three, the ones from Bella's perspective, you get to a point where it's like, oh yeah, that part of Bella's life is still there, you know? Totally. Yeah. And she gives Alice the deadline of August 13th, which she later explains to Edward. It's a month till her birthday because she refuses. Well, she's not even being that like stubborn about the age thing anymore. But anyway. Elephant in the room. Honestly, I think it's really rude of them to pick the day before my birthday as their wedding. Inconsiderate as fuck. Like, when Stephanie Myers wrote this, I was already, like, 12 years old. The day was already claimed. You could have picked August 7th. You could have picked August 1st. But no, it had to be the day before my birthday. These hoes ain't loyal. That's all I gotta say. Okay, so her and Edward go to the meadow, which is the crux of this whole chapter. I guess really the crying is the crux. This is kind of the towards the end they're just kind of vibing you know laying down which is nice because i feel like they literally are never casual they never just spend time i mean maybe they do off page but we never hear about it one of my favorite things that i do with danny is we either like put a show on or sometimes we're just chilling and we both just kind of rest our eyes like we're not napping but we're also not like actively doing something. We're just kind of laying there. And it's just really sad that Edward can't fall asleep and enjoy life's simple pleasures like that. That's really true, yeah. I'd be such a bitch if I couldn't sleep, even if I didn't need it. So that does give Edward a little more leeway in my book. Maybe, I wonder, no. I was gonna, I was gonna be like, maybe Carlisle could like, hook it up with like a morphine drip or something to really put you to sleep but your vampire blood would like heal yourself like I don't think the drugs would work yeah I don't either I will say I'm pretty sure in the last episode I was like Bella and Edward are gonna do the do and you were like where are they gonna do it and I was like oh my gosh they're gonna do it at the meadow and you were like sounds uncomfortable well we almost got a taste of that Yeah, I wrote for my note for that page was almost right, exclamation point. I can't tell you how many, I literally cannot tell you how many times you said something and I'm just sweating internally. And I know the the listeners are sweating internally, but I'm just like, that would be dumb. (laughs) I, you have such a good poker face. Like if we were doing something that I knew and you hit it kind of on the money or really close, I'd probably be like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll see. 
my eyes for the <laughs> listeners were really wide. They extended past the frame of her glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so when they're in the meadow, the bone zone almost gets gone because of this conversation that they have. So Edward asks Bella, like, why she's being so self-sacrificing, like, she's trying to she's giving Alice free reign and like all this stuff and trying to make him happy trying to make Jacob happy blah 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 whatever I mean not necessarily trying to make Jacob happy but just like not she makes a remark that she doesn't expect him to come if he doesn't want to um then I do want to read this rationale she has about Charlie and Renee so this is on page 616 bottom paragraph it wouldn't be fair to keep Charlie out of this, I concluded. And that means Renee and Phil. <laughs> I forgot about Phil. I might as well let Alice have her fun, too. Maybe it will make the whole thing easier for Charlie if he gets his proper goodbye. Even if he thinks it's much too early, I wouldn't want to cheat him out of the chance to walk me down the aisle. I grimaced at the words, then took another deep breath. At least my mom and dad and my friends will know the best part of my choice, the most I'm allowed to tell them. They'll know I chose you, and they'll know we're together. They'll know I'm happy wherever I am. I think that's the best I can do for them. Again, I've already stated why that is uh, nonsensical to me, but I do think it's noble of her. I think it is. And I, out of everyone, I want Charlie to be happy. He really does strike me as the dad who wouldn't say that he wants to do this, but really, really does. So, you know, letting him... Bella's an only child, so he really likely would only have the one chance to get to participate in a child's wedding. So, and there's just a special connection with a dad and a daughter in weddings. So he, I, I, I want that for him really bad. As a reader, I was like, I am kind of happy that she's doing that for Charlie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I just love the dramatics of it. I, I, the dramatics I'm always a fan of, but when there's been 789,000 pages of the dramatics, I'm like, I just need a break. You know, you would think that, but I watched Breaking Down Part 1, like, I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago, and I fucking cried at the wedding like a soft-ass bitch. And I feel the same way. I, you know, I... Spoiler alert, but it seems like there is a wedding then. No, I just made that up to to throw you for a loop. Bella's actually going to die before she can get married. I I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Stephanie's always trying to pull some dumb shit over my head. That's true. Victoria's going to like, a little piece of her ash is going to like crawl to another little piece of her ash and going to rebuild herself. Like Frankendoodle drawing his whole body again. That's exactly what I was picturing. Mm-hmm. Me hoi minoi. <laughs> As it were. <laughs> if I may. <laughs> and the Lord spoketh. Me hoi minoi, me hoi namoi. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. Um, Edward sees all this self-sacrificing that Bella's doing. He's like, no, I'm, I'm stupid. We'll do it your way. I'll go ahead and read that paragraph too. We're doing this your way because my way doesn't work. I call you stubborn, but look at what I've done. 
I've clung with such idiotic obstinacy to my idea of what's best for you, though it's only hurt you, hurt you so deeply time and time again. I don't trust myself anymore. You can have happiness your way. My way is always wrong. So we're doing it your way, Bella, tonight, today. The sooner, the better. I'll speak to Carlisle. I was thinking that maybe if we gave you enough morphine, it wouldn't be so bad. It's worth a try. He continues. Don't worry, Bella, love. I haven't forgotten the rest of your demands. Then proceeds to enter the bone zone. <laughs> I, you know, rereading again how everything starts. I can I can see how Bella is anxious about this. I mean, the first time it happened, Edward kind of wasn't aware what was going on. And Bella kind of sprung it on him. And he was like, hey, hey, pump the brakes. And now the same thing is happening where Bella is, I'm sure this was the farthest thing from her mind while they're having this conversation. So when, when it's, when it's the first time that you're doing something like that with your partner who you love so much that you'd be willing to kill yourself for, um, I can, I can see being very nervous. And if you're not like fully prepared to take that jump, being like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I, you know, it's not right right now. Like I can see where her hesitancy is coming from. Totally. Yeah, me too. And it's like, yeah, it seems like her first time is important to her. Like that's somewhat of a social construct, but it's not if it's important to the person um, at, at hand. So yeah, I agree with that. I do feel like you should say, you should not say kill yourself for. I think you should maybe change that to die for. All I'm saying is she was ready to do that third wife thing with Victoria. Like she was, and she was ready to put herself down in the middle of the clearing. Like Bella has voiced many, many times that this would be a sacrifice that she would be willing to do for the family that she loves. That's true. I hate it. I also wanted to say that I don't know if it's I think that I think it's been said not necessarily explicitly, but like you can insinuate that Edward also it would be his first time. And he also strikes me as the kind of person that ha places an importance on that. So, you know, I both of them obviously want each other in that way. And I, they just need to get their timing right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I am proud of Bella for putting on the brakes. Um, she gives Edward this little speech, which I like. I'm reading so much today. Edward, this is very important to me. I am going to do this right. Responsibly. I'm on the bottom of page 619. Responsibly. Everything in the right order. I will not leave Charlie and Renee without the best resolution I can give them. I won't deny Alice her fun if I'm having a wedding anyway. And I will tie myself to you in every human way before I ask you to make me immortal. I'm following all the rules, Edward. Your soul is far, far too important to me to take chances with. You're not going to budge me on this. And so finally they agree. And then she says, we have to go tell Charlie. So she takes the ring and she's keeping it this time. How do you think that's going to go over? I don't think it's going to go well. I think it's going to be a little bit explosive. What do you think he's going to say? I don't, I feel like, I know I said explosive, but I feel like he's not going to say anything. Like, I feel like he's going to be a, at a loss for words. And 
probably is going to have some pushback. Like, are you sure this is the right decision? Maybe you should talk to your mother like this and that. I, I just don't think it's going to go very well for Charlie. He's kind of, he's gone through quite a bit with this couple and this is probably just the icing on his cake. That's so true. He has really seen it all with these two fuckers. And he doesn't even know. He's really seen it all and he doesn't even know. (laughs) Okay, that's the end of the last regular chapter. Did you have anything else? No, my nerd alert comment was like my biggest note that I wanted to make. I just think that that's just a funny, funny line. (laughs) It is. So then we have Jacob's epilogue. To be honest, there's not a whole lot to cover here either. Did you, I know we've had another narrator because we read Midnight Sun, but at this point when these books came out, this is the first time we'd ever had another narrator in in this book series. So that was kind of interesting. What did you like think of Jacob's perspective? I think you could definitely, you could definitely hear the voice change like once once I was back in it and I knew it was Jacob I could totally see his tone being taken I I feel like the the word choices were very Jacob-esque and it was reminiscent of a different narrator so I I think that Stephanie actually did a really good job with the switching of characters and kind of nailing the way that they would talk and think yeah I agree with that. I do got to say two things that I really disliked about this. One, I just don't like the way he talks about Leah in general as like the harpy and all this stuff. And he's just like, I mean, granted, she's being very harsh on him and, you know, kind of like pushing his buttons. But just in general, the way he describes her, I'm not a huge fan of. Number two, while we're on the subject, he uses the R word. Which, yeah, Paige is giving a huge thumbs down. Back then, I'm pretty sure it was a thing that we were like, yeah, let's not use that. And maybe it came a little bit later. I doubt that this would ever be printed today. But, yeah, not okay in any context. Yeah, I 100% agree. If I, I mean, I don't know timing, but I think that this, if it wasn't, right when this book came out it probably came pretty quickly after like this seems like kind of the period of time when there was pushback on using that word um so when I saw it like you I feel like I never hear people saying it in like conversation or in media anymore like seeing it on paper was super jarring you know, I I remember I was alive when it was a word in conversation, and I'm also alive now when it isn't. So it's like I kind of forgot that it was, you know, a thing that people said. So seeing it was just like, oh, my gosh, I forgot that that was a part of vernacular. Right, right. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I do agree that Stephanie's good at voice, and I feel like she did well at Edward's voice, too. Like she I feel like she nailed that, too. Yeah, I agree. It it definitely, once I realized that it was Jacob, because that's why I was so confused. I was like, why is Bella talking like this? This is so unlike her that I was really, really shocked. And then at one point, you there is a he or a him. It's something specifically like it could not have been Bella. And I was like, wait a minute, who's talking right now? And then I remembered the Jacob Black and I was like, 
Oh, right, 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 right. That makes sense. So th that's how good the tone was, is I was, I was very, very confused. Yeah. Yep. Um, good point. So this whole chapter is basically Leah shows up to tell Jacob to get over Bella, basically. She says that she had a dream about kissing her last night. There is a lot of, um, there's a lot of fanfic about Leah and, you know, her sexuality, whether she could have been with Bella, whether she could have been with Angela. I'm a fan of all of it. Um, that's all I had to say. I mean, Stephanie didn't have to throw that little bit in. She just certainly didn't. She didn't, but she did it anyways. And as a Mormon, I think it speaks volumes. If anyone has seen any good fanfic out there, please shoot us an email. Twilight at gmail.com. Send us some links. Amen. Um, yeah, she's basically, she's being really hard on Jacob. And then he throws it back at her by saying, like, well, we have to deal with you every day and how obsessed you are with Sam. And so when he says that, she leaves. She turns into a wolf and leaves to get away from him. Um, she did suggest while she was there that Edward might kill Bella instead of turning her into a vampire, which sends Jacob into quite the rage. Um, you know, this whole thing is just anger, anger, anger. And then he goes home and Billy is talking too much, which Jacob knows is a sign that like, there's something that he has to say, but he's like too nervous to say it. Billy's so wholesome. Yeah, but like, what is a Billy is stuck in a between a rock and a hard place here. Like, he knows Jacob does isn't gonna take this well, but also if he doesn't give it to him, that's gonna be just as bad. Like, he can't win in this situation. Right, right. So he finally gets around to it, and he says, "We got a letter today." And Jacob says, a letter, and Billy says, a wedding invitation. There's a note inside that's addressed to you. I didn't read it. You probably don't need to read it. It doesn't really matter what it says. It just He's doing his best. <laughs> what do you think of Jacob dragging the wedding invitation? I was just far too distracted with Edward's handwriting. Why did it have to be so fancy, Edward? I <laughs> It's... I, it's, he is just so pompous sometimes. I I I know it's coming from a good place, but I I just can't believe that he writes his Y's so um, dramatically. And F's. Uh, Edward, what are we gonna do with you? <laughs> I do want to have you read his little note, but first I'm gonna just talk about what I was just referencing. Um, he's talk Jacob is talking about the invitation. It was some heavy, stiff paper, expensive, too fancy for forks. The card inside was the same, too done up and formal. Bella had nothing to do with this. There was no sign of her personal taste in the layers of see-through, petal-printed pages. I bet she didn't like it at all. <laughs> it's like, well. <laughs> this is how you know that Jacob was her best friend because he's 100% right. This is clearly all done by Alice. And like, if, if anyone who's close with her gets this, they're going to be like, Bella wanted this. What? This doesn't seem like Bella. So, you know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. Alice is going overboard, even though she said she wouldn't. So Paige, go ahead and read Edward's note that he included with Jacob's invitation, please. <clears throat> Jacob, 
I'm breaking the rules by sending you this. She was afraid of hurting you. She didn't want to make you feel obligated in any way. But I know that if things had gone the other way, I would have wanted the choice. I promise I will take care of her, Jacob. Thank you for her, for everything, Edward. Was that Ron Weasley? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> I do this thing where, like, I try to do a British accent, but I get I get too cockney with it. Yeah, I was going to say cockney, but I, then it just turned into Ron Weasley at the end. <laughs> it really did, but I... I just wanted it to be fancy, and British was the fanciest I could get. Well, thank you for that performance. It will live on the internet forever. So there you go. You're welcome, fans. <laughs> I hope someone's listening to this in, like, 3022 and is like, well, I used to be dumb as fuck back then. <laughs> I, I've heard that British accents and Southern accents are very similar. I cannot do a southern accent. It's very hard for me. But I can whip out a British accent, no problem, bruv. I just comes right off the tongue. Oh my god. I'm not good at accents at all. If you gave me, like, a sentence to say in southern, I probably could figure it out. Say, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. No, that wasn't good. Give me, like, a longer sentence. I went to the grocery store, and they were out of green beans. No, I can't. I'm just going to stand down. I can't. <laughs> Anyways, Jacob is having a goddamn meltdown after he reads this, and he runs out of his house and becomes a wolf. And he basically is like, I ain't coming back. Bye. And I don't think he's coming back for a while. I feel like I feel like he's going to make a dramatic, oh my god, okay, what if he doesn't show up in Breaking Dawn. I don't know when the wedding is going to take place. I genuinely have no idea. Um, but what if he's gone for a really long period of time and then shows up at the wedding and everyone's like, oh, Jacob, whoa. But then, you know, like either he's like, I, I have an issue with the wedding. Don't marry him. Or he's like, Bella, do what your heart says is right. It would be dramatic either way. It would be, although I'm not really sure where you're getting this arithmetic from, because they just graduated, which puts, I think they said the date of their graduation was in June, and Bella has given Alice a deadline of August. I'm just throwing that out there, that's all. <laughs> they haven't seen Jacob in two months, and everyone's like, where the heck's Jacob? We haven't seen him in two months, and then he shows up on August 13th to... Uh, Cause some ruckus. All right. All right. Will you, in a normal accent, read the last two paragraphs of this book? Yes. <clears throat> if the silence in my head lasted, I would never go back. I wouldn't be the first one to choose this form over the other. Maybe, if I ran far enough away, I would never have to hear again. I'd push my legs faster, letting Jacob Black disappear behind me. That's all, folks. Um, yeah, we'll get to Paige's predictions for Breaking Dawn soon enough. I was supposed to br tell Paige to bring dates that we could possibly watch Eclipse with the patrons. I forgot to do that, so uh, stay tuned. Um, but 
for now we are going to be taking so that we're going to take a two-week sort of break we'll have a blooper reel out next week that y'all can listen to and then we'll have a week off as is our custom between books a little refresh a little recharge then we have divided and by we i mean me have divided the short second life of Breed tanner novella into four sections i must tell you it is not plot based at all i just divided the page numbers by four so we are going to be reading there's like a little um introduction so we're going to be reading that through page 41 and then stop at the top of 42. what predictions do you have for this little this little thing i don't really have any like i it's honestly a mystery there there hasn't been any like hints about anything um i feel like there's probably going to be like some description as to the changing process like we're gonna we're gonna hear maybe from a first-hand account what it feels like to be turned into a vampire which i'm kind of interested in um and then yeah i guess just like more descriptions coming from the point of view as a vampire but like a non vegetarian one when we were reading midnight sun there it was very descriptive how edward described the way that bella smelled but he had a level of restraint that obviously none of these vampires are going to have because i'm assuming the majority of this book is going to be her life in the newborn army um so it'll be interesting to see how stephanie describes that thirst and that need and like what they're gonna do about it because like they're lawless you know so seems like there probably is gonna be a lot of murder and crime in this book your two favorite things Paige I also there's a little sticker on the front of the book that says one dollar from each book sold will be donated to the American Red Cross and I'm like why what was the reasoning for that is it simply for blood like like donate to the Red Cross to like help people stay healthy i don't know i don't know i want to look it up now because now i'm like was there a natural disaster also not to be that bitch but one dollar this bitch is a billionaire <laughs> okay i feel bad for talking shit now because on the website i'm not shitting you vampires.com this headline says the short second life of brie tanner raises 1.5 million dollars for red cross Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's anything like. Yeah, it looks like it was just like for the Red Cross. I don't it doesn't mention any specific event that it was tied to. So. Yeah, I mean, literally, I think the Red Cross is like has a like a blood donation drive. Like when I think Red Cross, for some reason, I associate like giving blood with it. So I'm like, is that it? Really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Damn, okay. Vampires.com? It's that that is reminiscent of Bella just typing vampire into Google. <laughs> it really is. Iconic moment. That's my favorite moment in the whole movie series, I think. Alright, friend, from your new perch in your living room, tell them where they can find us. 
Well, since we're taking, you know, a couple weeks off, we would really love to hear from everyone because we're going to miss you all. So if you want to hit us up, you can hit us up on Tumblr or Instagram at Tuesdays are for Twilight. If you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at Taft Pod. If you want to send us any of that Leon Bella fanfic I know you guys have access to, you can email us, like I said, at TuesdaysAreForTwilight at gmail.com. If you'd like to join in on the Eclipse watch party, it's going to be a Patreon event, um, and there are two ways to join up on that. You can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash TuesdaysAreForTwilight, or you can donate to the Quill Utes and their efforts to move their cultural land to higher ground. You can find out more information on that at www.mthg.org. All you'd have to do is just send us like a screenshot or something that you donated to them and we'll get you on the on the watch party list. So thanks everyone for sticking around for four books at this point. It, I Some of you are OGs, some of you are new, but we're thankful for all of you for liking us and wanting wanting to listen to us every week it's kind of crazy still just thinking about it it really is it's surreal i'm like i have nothing good to say let me start a podcast and then people liked it it was kind of weird yeah it's just because of you Paige. because you're funny <laughs> i just have a million stories i feel like i'm i'm not great at like I I really really tried in the beginning to do a lot of critical analyzing and now I'm here and I'm like <sighs> once again Edward is toxic. I mean it doesn't need any more critical than that because it, it's true. What were you gonna say about your mom? Oh, every once in a while my mom asks how the podcast is going and I'm like, oh you know, it's going. Chugging along, baby. All right, you gotta send them off. For the next couple of weeks with something good. I'm going to send you off with one of my favorite anthropology facts. Um, so as many of you probably know, humans have wisdom teeth in their mouths. And pretty much everyone has to get them removed because they start to grow in. They can be impacted and just kind of ruin things for everyone. So people may be wondering, why do we have wisdom teeth? And here is the answer why we have wisdom teeth. If you are familiar with sharks, you know that sharks lose teeth all the time and replace them super quickly because they're just using those teeth just a bunch. And that's why we have wisdom teeth. When we were cavemen, so like Neanderthals, when we were Homo erectus, when we were Homo habilis, in the archaeological record, in the skeletal records, all of those specimen have trauma in their bones that is equivalent to that of bull riders it's because they are trying to hunt and kill huge mammals with rocks so they're just throwing their bodies at these animals and they are getting beat the fuck up neanderthals are like if you look at any Neanderthal bones, they are like, there are signs of like someone having their arm ripped off and it's just like healed over. Someone who broke their, shattered their femur completely and it's healed, but they're permanently disfigured for the rest of their life. So we're pretty sure we have wisdom teeth because by the time your wisdom teeth would be coming in, you probably would have lost several teeth just from the trauma of being alive. 
So they would have filled in like sharks. That is fascinating. And I could listen to you share archaeological facts all day. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. If anyone wants to hear any more facts, I have some. You have to pay for them. Pages only fans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you could subscribe to my, I, I got a new gaming computer, so maybe I'm going to start Twitch streaming. So you can become a Twitch fan of mine while I play Roller Coaster Tycoon and all of the Nancy Drew games. Love that so much. Last comment and then we'll sign off. I recently joined Reddit with our Tuesdays are for Twilight Gmail and made our username Tuesdays are for Twilight. Have I talked about this on the podcast? Absolutely not. And so if you ever are lurking in either A, true crime slash unsolved mystery threads or subs, I'm still learning the lingo, or B, Jim Snark is like the main sub I'm in, which is where they like expose influencer lies, drag influencers who are being dumb. If you ever see me commenting in there, it's me. Okay, it's me. Give me a little shout out. That's all. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) One of my favorite subreddits that is just completely wholesome, it's called Suck Shaming, and it's S-U-C-C, and it's people whose succulents have grown super weird. And it's just photos of their succulents being absolutely bonkers. I know what I'm doing tonight. Perfect. I'll see y'all in the subs and we'll see you in two weeks for Brie Tanner. Bye y'all. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6 and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Mm-hmm.